not these other invisible. Worry more about the visible contamination of people and their thoughts and their anger and their bad character, their jealousy. So best is to and the best way to approach all these teachings, especially this style of teaching is not available in most places and most people angered by it. And what happens when our students go around, they get weird answers because you're being taught something that nobody knows about. There are but their object is to remain silent. And when you go to other people, they never heard of it. They say, we never heard of this, we don't know what this thing is and they start to confuse the student. So when you take from a tap of reality, the adab is just to sit and take from that tap. If the tap closes, you're welcome to go wherever you want to drink from another tap. But to take from that tap and then go somewhere and inevitably ask a question that you're not going to get the answer that you were hoping for. And that's why then they begin to talk bad, they begin to say things because they don't know. And when they don't know a subject, they don't just say, I don't know it. They say, oh no, it never does, it doesn't exist. And it's all from hadith and Qur'an, all these teachings. So that's why in the times of these pandemics, your best uh, ability is put uh, nice headphones on and watch live and connect or even if you're not able to do live, we have audiences in different time zones in the UK, they're just waking up, Pakistan is still asleep, they watch later because it's a, a specific source of type of teaching. So can't define it more than that but you're not going to find from that tap and as a result that you want to build that connection, build that love, build that reverence and keep taking from it. For if you should sit somewhere and a doubt begins to grow because the person didn't know and this was our life growing up. We were trained a very specific way, sent to specific people to train us. And if you sat with other people and asked about tafakkur and contemplation, they say, oh that doesn't exist, we don't know what you're talking about. Hmm? All of the history of these ulama were based on tafakkur and contemplation. Now if modern people don't know because they were not destined to seek that uloom and that knowledge and that reality. If someone doesn't know it, it doesn't mean it doesn't exist, it means that person doesn't know it. And as a result then the bad character begins to enter and then they begin to confuse the students. So this was our, our training in tariqah. We stayed from one tap, we drank it and alhamdulillah infinitely blessed it. And as a result of that good character, Anybody watching today is being dressed and blessed by it. Had we had bad character, we wouldn't be able to talk to you about two words and that would have been finished and we would have made up the other ten. So alhamdulillah Allah's dressing and blessing. The teacher can only teach from how he was taught and the way in which he was taught so that the students can also copy, emulate and to reach towards that reality inshaAllah. As alaykum ya Sayyidi Walaykum as salaam wa rahmatullah Sayyidi, what does it mean when you say, go for miraj? Can you please talk about what this phenomena is and what it means? Are you asking from the, the reality of Prophet going for miraj? Meditation. For us to go on a miraj? Yeah, a miraj is, is a, an ascension. Isra 
is the traveling, miraj is to ascend. So the Isra wa miraj means that Prophet traveled from one point A to B and then an ascension towards the heavens. So this is continuously happening and Prophet is in a continuous ascension to the Divine because there's no direction of up and down but for us to calibrate our understanding and our brain is that Prophet… that Allah as the Creator is continuously expanding creation, is continuously creating. As a result of the continuous creation at every… we can't even say a second because we don't know in which speed Allah is creating. The Prophet is then in a continuous ascension, continuously moving at that reality towards Allah's reality. As a result the ashiqeen and those whom have a love and their soul because you be with whom you love. And Allah nor Prophet is directing everything to the importance of the physicality. This is about the soul. So when Prophet is describing you be with whom you love, he's describing the reality of the soul. That if you put your soul to have a love and an ishq for this reality, you will be with it. And we talked about the bond that happens with love, the soul will bond with the proximity and the reality of the Muhammadan light and the reality of what we understand of the qalb of the Muhammadan reality. And as Prophet is moving then those souls are moving. That's the importance of love that when you put yourself to a love of a ashiqeen, of a shaykh, your soul is connected to them. As a result of your soul being connected to them, you're continuously moving at their speed, not your speed. And that's why Shaykh Daghestani, Sultan al-Awliya described, if you can get people to sit just five minutes in my associations, these are all under their flags and under their owner, we're calling them in the madad, I'll dress them from my maqam my station in which I achieved. I got permission from Prophet to dress them. If they sit five minutes in the association, I will dress them from my maqam. So the immensity of these dresses. And he asked that when he was being asked to become Sultan al-Awliya, that you'll take the position of Sultan al-Awliya. And he describes that he had, I have one condition because of the burden that's coming with that. I'm asking one condition, are you accepting? And was asked by, by his shaykh to Prophet that ask, we know what he's going to ask. Ask your condition that anyone who sits in my association will be dressed by my maqam. Otherwise what's the purpose of achieving these high realities if I cannot dress my students with them? And Prophet was very pleased with that question. To want for your brother what you have been given and want for yourself is important in tariqah and in Islam. So means they're showing that why I achieve what I achieve was to dress people with it and to bless them with it. So then the miraj of the believer is then in that love. So you can't sit there and say, I'm going to go on a miraj and why are you going to go on a miraj? But if you love the right people, you're moving at their speed of their ishq. And the best of ones to love is Allah and Sayyidina Muhammad How to gain that Muhammadan love? is to enter into one of their gardens. 
So when we enter into the garden and the rose garden, these are the ashiqeen and the lovers of that reality, they fragrance us with that fragrance. And as a result we become also lovers like a little bud from a flower that's growing now in their garden. That's why I said, don't take it to different gardens. Once you found a Muhammadan garden, plant yourself in it and into their soil and annihilate yourself so that your seed disappears and that your reality can appear. If you're not a flower yet and a reality of something fragrant, then you haven't planted yourself correctly. So you have to live a life in which to plant yourself, annihilate yourself and dissolve yourself in that garden and that's what we talked at the beginning. As much as you give credibility to the self and to the ego, as much as your seed is remaining, right? So if your ego and the self is like a seed, that's why the seed can hurt because you throw it like avocado seed, it's like a baseball, <laughs> has no benefit. But if the seed says, no you know I don't want to be a seed anymore, I don't want to be thrown and be a source of people's sadness and fight and yell and scream. I want to just annihilate. What do you think the seed is feeling in a dirt? It's probably screaming, huh? Yelling, screaming, it's being ripped to pieces. It's not melting peacefully, it just warm, now going to be flower, right? It's in the dirt, everything is, is gone. But then Allah miraculously says, nothing is wasted in my way. Because you're in that dirt, you didn't become wasted. And then a beautiful little green sprout comes. Green because it's been resurrected. From that soil something came and was resurrected. And as a result that if you let it to be nourished and nurtured, may grow to be a tree or a big flower, a Muhammadan bush in which it gives an immense amount of fragrance and love and guidance towards that reality inshaAllah. So we see this guidance and these realities in nature. So nature is already perfectly doing this process, we just have to imitate that reality inshaAllah. What is the reality of ancestors and their support for us from beyond the grave? The reality of ancestors is the madad. Your true ancestors, if you've been guided into Naqshbandiya, are the shaykhs of Naqshbandiya and Surat al-Nam. Nam, Anam, the sixth surah. Shaykh Dagestani, Shaykh Mawlana Sharafuddin Dagestani had pulled out from Ayatul Kareem that from the Prophets and their descendants we have brought pious people. Means that if you are destined to be pious and the people of dhikrullah and love and remembrance of Allah you don't come from garbage. From pious only comes pious. Now if you didn't see the piety on your left and right of your relatives, your ancestral line is something different. On who in that line was of a pious nature that Allah would continue that shajara and that line to bring an offspring and that offspring to be destined to go back into the tariqah and the realities of tariqah. Especially at the last days when the energy is so significant and the realities are so significant, we don't know who in our ancestry was of a nature in which Allah took from that seed and said, okay these generations won't, 
but this generation will and then brought that person into that guidance. So from the good come good and from the bad they continue to be bad. So means then this is a gift from Allah from our very pious ancestors. And as a result of doing good you intercede in seven directions of your ancestry. There's a reason why Allah brings you to reach that reality, not for yourself and your own trophy but as a result of cleaning the entire line of your descendants. What you achieve of address will clean many that didn't achieve and many to come that may not achieve. So then Allah continuously brings then these descendants but as we are near to the end of this game then this line could be very significant that Allah destined them to be from the last of the nation of Sayyidina Muhammad and Prophet gave to them a title that they are in the last days, my ashiqeen, they love me and I love them. InshaAllah we're from that nation that this is the last of them and that Allah dress us to be from the lovers and ashiqeen of Sayyidina Muhammad inshaAllah. As Salaamu Alaykum Sayyidi Walaykum As Salaam Rahmatullah What is the reality behind so many high-ranking saints returning to Allah in the month of Rajab? The month of seclusion. This is the month of Subhanahu man huwa khalaqan nur in which Allah is dressing and granting sainthood and all awliya are to do seclusions in the holy month of Rajab. So the best of month, alhamdulillah every month is the best of month to go back to Allah but Allah I'm sure has a, has a calling and a dress for their reality. More important is that all awliyaullah are leaving and departing this earth. But for everyone that departs there's one who's been appointed as a, as a saint. 124,000 positions are always being occupied but the caliber and the knowledge of them then is going down and down and down as a result of the training, the schooling and the realities that are coming out. So that Prophet described to holy companions that in the last days knowledge would be lifted from the earth and the Sahaba were scared that what the Qur'an would be, be gone and would be taken and described, no but the pious people who have and custodians of that knowledge would be lifted from the earth and there would be no replacement for them. So they carry a piety and, and sainthood within the reality of their soul but they're not achieving the realities that Allah wanted for them to achieve and as a result the knowledges that are able to be brought out won't be brought out. And then that becomes a, a great darkness and difficulty. And the ones that have they'll be surrounded by so much fitna and so much difficulty that they'll be hidden in plain sight when people's bad character will no longer see them. And then again these are the fitnas of the dajjal and difficulties of the dajjal that come out upon the earth, inshaAllah. As Salaamu Alaykum Rahmatullah. Sayyidi, why do we need a tasbih? As we are doing zikr of Allah, why do we need to count? Hmm? Yeah. Why do you need to count? Everyone needs to count. That's one of those humbler questions. So, why do we pray five times a day? There's a secret in everything, everything has a count. 
everything has a combination and a code. So we keep count of our salah, why? You can just say, I just prayed, I don't know if I prayed three or I don't know if I prayed seven but means that everything has a reality in the count that Allah gives to us. Every heart has a certain amount of clicks before it opens. So everything Allah has encoded with the perfected code. So when the servant is given an awrad by the shaykhs then they're told to do the thousand, fifteen hundred, five thousand. But in reality they're taught that you should do thousands of zikrs. You do the awrad at the minimum so that you did your connection, you're locked up on your connection. But as a result you begin to do thousands of zikr of Allah thousands of salawat upon Sayyidina Muhammad thousands of istighfar and that's why they want to ignite their heart to reach their code. That Allah gave every heart at 777,239 his heart will open. So because Allah didn't make it easy and give us that number so one night we could do it, it's based on the, the lifetime of a servant whom become Ahlul Dhikr in which they want to continuously praise Allah So that's one is that you reach a, a code within the system. So everything has a code and an encryption. We know that now in life everything is encrypted especially in the world of light. Without that encryption and without that code shaitan would steal everything. And it's a way for the servant to be motivated to do lots of zikr, lots of praisings, lots of salawats. And as a result of doing those practices they realized that when they were pursuing to open their heart the immense of power they were receiving from these salawats and from these, these practices. So we keep count so that we are doing large amounts of salawats and zikrs and dhikrullah and there's a secret in every count and a, a reality in that that's opening. So there are 360 lataif on the insan. So then they would recite a certain amount of Bismillahir Rahmanir Raheem on each of the 360 points to begin to open those lataif. Why Allah then gave Surat Al-Fatiha the seven most repeated verses. And reciting that seven times what does it open in our reality within the heart and that's why the Naqshbandi zikr and khatam is a numeric code. So we're reciting 70 istighfar, why do you recite 70 istighfar? Because it has the value of ya and seen, 60 and 10. And that 70 is due to the reality of Prophet that you owe your istighfar to Prophet you didn't do anything against Allah but if you realize later in life that your soul came from the ocean of Muhammadun Rasulullah every time you do something bad as if you're trying to harm the reality of Prophet You don't harm Allah because He's in Allah is in La ilaha illallah. But since you are in Muhammadun Rasulullah every time we do bad that's why Allah when you're pressing yourself go to Prophet ask for forgiveness. He didn't give it out right away that you're going bad against the light that Prophet has given to you as a trust, not me. So it has immense realities. That's why we just copy until one day Allah opens within the heart. Don't use your aqal and your brain in this path. 
because it closes the reality. The brain is where shaitan and the ego is. The heart, like we said from the soul, is just, Samina Watana, I heard and I obeyed. Later when I live a life like that, Allah will give the wisdom of things that are happening. Not the why but the wisdom because Allah doesn't owe an answer to a why. Why you do like that Allah is not nice but Allah will grant a wisdom if we live a life of, I heard and I obey. And as a result Allah gives the wisdom and haqqaiqs of everything that we do. And there must be a hikmah and an immense wisdom in everything. We, uh, we recite and you do, what you do for the, the Qadari? They do Garim al-Sharif on the 11th. Why? It's just a random day on the 11th? No, but because 11 is one and one. We don't have 11, 11 actually is written one and one. Means the reflection of La ilaha illallah reflects to the oneness of Muhammadun Rasulullah So 11 means a reflection. So the Muhammadan reality and the Muhammadiyoon they reflect Allah So they are Allah's servants but in a Muhammadan dress. If you're not in a Muhammadan dress then you don't reflect Allah And the only pure reflection of Allah is Muhammadun Rasulullah InshaAllah. So then there's a reality in 11. When they ask you to recite something 11 times, 11 ikhlas in our awrad, why? Because it has the great reality of qulhu, that's Allah's speech, qulhu. Allah being the qul, who being the one spoken to, right? Qulhu, somebody has to be saying to who, Allahu Ahad. So means then the surah of ikhlas and sincerity has an immense dress on reaching towards that eleven. To be dressed by La ilaha illallah it's so pure, it doesn't require anything other than complete submission and sincerity. So then it begins to reflect on your Muhammadan dress when you recite Surat al-Ikhlas 11 times inshaAllah. Uh, as salaamu alaykum dear Sayyidi Walaykum as salaam wa rahmatullah Sayyidi my mother is not well versed with using emails etc but she is your follower. She wants mm. to know what to do if she can't interact with you over the internet. Well, have you? <laughs> that's, that's why he, Allah gave her you. <laughs> that uh, you can write through helpme at nurmuhammad.com inshaAllah and uh, introduce yourself, ask your questions, ask for a prayer. Not ask questions like, you know, what, what is this, what is that because it's not relevant to what we talk about. When we ask a question is that, my life is in this type of difficulty, what should I do? Then we send you the, the guidance on how to meditate, how to contemplate and all the subjects that we already, what's the purpose of a taweez, I'm sick with COVID, like all those, those are already pre-written on that email service that's set up. So an order response will be clicked and sent out to you. And then also for those who just want to check in and get a prayer, those are coming directly from us. So we answer it and we reply to them inshaAllah. As alaykum Sayyidi Walaykum as salaam wa rahmatullah. May Allah bless you. Allah bless you. Uh, what is the reality of the third eye and our understanding of it in our tariqah? The third eye. <laughs> 
Yeah, we don't have third eye. Yeah, we have two eyes. InshaAllah, the two eyes that Allah gave to us, what they call third eye and they put the dot on here, it has uh, nothing to do with up here. So the third eye, the Ahlul Basira means the opening the eyes of the soul. And they actually are two eyes of the soul just like the two eyes of your head and they have a different power and a reality. So uh, nur and hayat, they send out a light and an ocean of hayat and they revive the dead. But most important is that when we close one of our faculties Allah will make another one to become strong. So if we live a life of uh, strong within our eyes and don't really know how to clean the eyes, what happens is then the eye of the heart becomes sort of blackened and that's all shaitan is trying to do. We said the numbers game, shaitan knows that at so many clicks your heart is going to turn black. He knows, he knows how to overload your computer system, right? So he's a hacker. When a hacker wants to shut you down, we have guys, yeah, if they want to shut your computer down they'll send a bot that sends so many things into your email it shut your computer down, right? It's just an attack and when the attack comes so much the system can't survive it. And shaitan knows that system so he says, you're like a computer, he knows you. He says, whatever I send to your eyes I know it's going to shut your heart down. So then what he introduced then TikTok, right? So massive amount of visual stimulation, why? So that to shut your heart down, they can't flip it fast enough because your eyes are capturing everything. And then the heart is becoming darkened, 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 darkened until the heart become completely dark space and the eyes then overtaken and then you see them sort of marking them entire bodies with all sorts of weird signs. So then these are the, you know, the, the horrific energies that are moving towards insan. Anytime you hear a haqqaiq you can look to the demonic side to validate it. So when the shaykhs are teaching your eyes are very sensitive, keep your eyes closed to open the eye of your heart. So the eyes of the heart require that you keep the eyes closed, learn how to wash your eyes in the shower, that you enter into the shower and you visualize your soul washing, moving and the water comes to wash away all the badness that is being put upon the body and to harm the soul. You see your soul doing a sama in the water. Once you learn how to, to wash the system from the eyes then you begin to meditate and contemplate to clear the hard drive of the heart. That every time you close your eyes if you keep seeing all these horrible images, inappropriate images it's showing that you're gathering too much of this negativity in the heart. When that becomes clean and then you begin to sit and meditate and connect with the presence of the shaykh, visualize the presence of the shaykh, visualize the energies of the shaykhs that are reflecting to me, what happens then? That light begins to dress the heart, dress the heart, dress the heart. Then with the purity of their eyes, the purity of their character, the heart becomes polished and begins to mirror out their faith and what they, they believe within their heart, that presence, the mirror of their reality begins to reflect it in front of them. They don't see through their eyes like this. Their head is down 
and they visualize themselves in the presence of the shaykh when their zikr is strong, their heart is polished, then the reflection of the shaykh begins to appear in their presence. And they ask to be dressed by that relationship and then to be blessed by that relationship. And then their heart begins to open, open, open like a flower, blooming. And shaitan's goal is hit an arrow into that heart and it won't open. Make the heart to be agitated, aggravated, angered so that immediately the channel is cut. So it's a very latif, it's a very subtle energy that you cut it in an instant. Shaykhs don't argue, if somebody's belligerent they're cut off because they're not going to sit and debate and argue right at their associations because the energy has to come. So they teach, they teach you that your subtle satellite you know, you throw a rock at it, the satellite is such a subtle reality that you can crack it. Well, imagine then the satellite of the heart, that you have to be vigilant over protecting it and then when you put it out to shine it reflects these energies and these blessings. Then based on your faith you know that I'm in the presence of Prophet's Rosa Sharif, I saw the image and my heart says, we're right there. And you ask then with all your faith because the faith is something you build, it's not going to be given to you. Faith is, I'm there, of course I'm there, where else am I going to be? Of course I'm there, of course I'm there, of course I'm there, then of course Allah will just say, He's there. You're a very powerful being. If you make it happen, manifest it, believe it, it's going to happen. And then your path of being humble that I'm nothing, I'm nothing and my good actions should lead me to believe, of course I'm there and I'm going to be dressed by that tajalli, blessed by that tajalli. So alhamdulillah all of this is ocean of faith and good character inshaAllah. <coughs> As salaamu ya shaykh Walaykum as salaam wa rahmatullah. Sayyidi, what is the best method of people of tariqah to find a good spouse for daughters in the West? Please enlighten us. Right now is a difficult time, we've, we've described this, this conversation many times that this is a, a very difficult time to find anybody good for anyone. So just difficult time. This is a time that prophesies immense jahiliyyah and darkness and uh, is difficult. Other than that there's nothing to say, there's nowhere to go, there's no one to, to call, there's Everyone may claim something, come here and we would do like this, go here but no, that's not correct. So it's a matter of just praying, praying, praying and be vigilant of who you're coming across in life and then inshaAllah Allah just send somebody good and that the intention, there's a time now that entering that this is it's such a difficult time that it's based on prayer. So that it's not something that can be found by hand but it can be found by prayers and that the prayer should be sincere. That if your intention is only for money then uh, it's not about Allah giving you something, it's something else. You, you want money then you have to go to the streets for that and those are street people and dangerous people. It's about having intention for good character, I want a pious person, I want a good character person, I want a, a tariqah person, I want this person to have ishq and the love of Prophet Ya Rabbi. And you begin to pray that, pray that, pray that until inshaAllah send somebody and send some family that has this ishq and this muhabbat. But you have to ask also the kids that are making those prayers, is that what you want? Are you praying for that or you're, you're praying for something else and I'm praying for something else? And that becomes the difficult. The kids now when you talk to them they don't even want a job anymore, they want to be a YouTuber influencer. 
Imagine what kind of prayers are those. You pray all you want but when your kid is praying to be a YouTube influencer it's going to be very difficult times. So things are in a difficult nature right now inshaAllah. Allah help us and save us all inshaAllah. Walaykum As Sayyidi Walaykum As Salaam wa rahmatullah. Regarding the tasbih, is it okay if we use the clicker? Yeah, it's okay to do the clicker if that's what you want to do. But there's a reality in the tasbih, so but I, I don't want to say not to do that so that you know everything has a reality. We, the tasbih shouldn't be plastic because there's a reality in wood. So because the Chinese are making everything in plastic I wouldn't recommend to do that because you can get it very cheap. But the reality of a tasbih is that the wood carries the barakah like a relic. So the tajalli dresses the wood. It even glows, it has such a beautiful shine to it, has, many have a beautiful fragrance because it's all the zikr that somebody's doing. And then there's a reality, where's the camera? On this finger, this finger and this finger. So you have a reality that Prophet is the thumb. The thumb is what identifies your humanity, no thumb you're a baboon, right? Because the animal doesn't have that. So what identifies our humanity and the uniqueness of our who we are is then represented by the thumb which represents Prophet The shahada finger represents Imam Ali And then the long finger represents the reality of Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq. So that your tasbih it's like leaning on the reality of Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq and Imam Ali is then bringing the bead to the presence of Prophet So there's something being opened of the reality when they're making this movement. So it's not something you just want to do quickly on the plastic. So it's about the tasbih moving and this reality that is going to come later when you touch your fingers you'll feel energies coming. So the different movement of fingers have an energy and when they can unlock that energy they'll understand what type of energies are coming to their being. When they touch with their energy it's like they put a charge on their battery. So everything has a reality. So when we're doing our, our tasbih like this then you're igniting a reality and that reality also dressing the tasbih itself so that the tasbih is filled with barakah and lights that we keep with ourselves to continuously be dressed by it, reminded by it. When we have the tasbih in our pocket we're always remembering it's time to do our zikr, it's time to make our praisings, stop entering into heedlessness and talking for no reason. So all of these are, are, are immense blessing. So you can do the clicker but the tasbih is a different reality inshaAllah, not, not something comparable inshaAllah. Uh, as salaamu dear Sayyidi Walaykum as salaam Sayyidi had so many questions today that I want to ask you but alhamdulillah they were all answered from your talk today. Alright, alhamdulillah, inshaAllah. Subhana rabbika rabbal izzati amma yasifun wa salaamun al mursaleen wa alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wa hurmati Muhammad al-Mustafa wa bi siri Surat al-Fatiha. As salaam